1: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
0: And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show is also someone who had the privilege to also know the great Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Um, we are joined now by the chair of New York State's Republican Party. He is also President Richard Nixon's son in law, uh, the great Ed Cox. And Ed, Um, We're so happy to have you here. Your thoughts tonight. You know, it's interesting. He was a 100 years old, Ed, and it still was like I couldn't when I was very sad when he passed away because you thought he would live forever.
1: Uh, you did, and he kept living life the way he wanted to live it, right to the very end. And your description of it was just a very good description, uh, uh, Rita. He, uh, it, the last time that I was with him, it was in a green room. He was about to celebrate his hundredth birthday at the Economic Club of New York. Here, and uh, he came in his wheelchair He saw me, and he wheeled up next to me at the table in the green room and put his hand gently on top of mine, and he said. I hope Trisha likes what I wrote about her father. No, oh. uh,
0: <laughs> Humble till the uh, end, you uh, know.
1: Yeah, and, and, and then he went on the stage, you know, out of the green room after we talked, he went out, out on the stage and made a very... Uh, significant, cogent presentation about what was going on in the world at age 100. It's quite extraordinary. But, you know, his greatest uh, days, of course, uh, where he made his reputation was working with President Nixon. And uh, Henry Kissinger was a professor, of course, a professor at Harvard. He had served at the Council on Foreign Relations. uh, And he was very interesting, the campaign advisor on foreign policy to Governor Rockefeller, who was, a, who was a rival of Richard Nixon. Now, Richard Nixon told me back in February of 1968 that the way he would solve the Vietnam War was to go to Peking and go to Moscow. That's the way he would do it. This is in February 1968. Uh, and uh, his rival, Rockefeller, accused him of not having any plan, and he told me quietly that's what his plan was. But he needed someone to execute with him. So after he was, he was elected, to Henry Kissinger's surprise, uh, he reached out to Henry Kissinger, Rockefeller's foreign policy advisor in the campaign uh, against Richard Nixon. And, uh, and they got together, and it uh, was arranged a that he would be the foreign policy advisor, national security advisor to the newly elected President Nixon. He was even more surprised in their first meeting in the Oval Office right after the inauguration, uh, and the President of the United States told Henry Kissinger, we are going to China, which was quite a surprise to Henry Kissinger.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, especially back then, Ed Cox. That was really an extraordinary moment, right? It was. It was extraordinary,
1: but uh, uh, but they went at it, and uh, and finally, of course, the trip was arranged, and uh, Henry executed his famous bellyache in Pakistan extraordinarily well, and he got on. Uh, he was indisposed for a day and a half, and. Supposedly that was the famous bellyache. Um, He was uh, as reported, but actually he was on a plane, flew into to Beijing and uh, met with Zhou Zhou Enlai and they agreed on the trip, the basics of it. He came back. uh, No one, no one caught on at all. And then it was announced by President Nixon that he was traveling to China. And uh, of course, that was the trips that changed the world, and it is still part of of what our world is now. It uh, it changed China from the Maoism into what became uh, really our uh, the second largest economy in the world, and uh, and the world rival to the United States. And Henry. Stayed right on top of the issues with respect to China, travel there often, was very welcome in, in Beijing, of course, in foreign uh, circles here in the United States, foreign policy circles. And he went back and he is very much a part of that relationship on an ongoing basis. The second, of course, the big thing that, that President Nixon and Henry Kissinger are known for was the Yom Kippur War which was, uh, as the most recent terrorist attack on Israel, it was a surprise attack, and the Israelis were reeling, and President Nixon made a decision right then, whatever uh, Mayor, uh, Prime Minister Meir, asked for, double it. And uh, the Pentagon was, what do we, Henry reported, Henry reported to President Nixon, the Pentagon doesn't know what planes should they use, C-130s or C-5As, Send anything that flies, President Nixon said. And, uh, and that saved Israel. That saved Israel. Wow. And, and then uh, Moscow said, uh, OK, because their, their Arab allies were on the retreat, they said, we're going we're gonna to send peacekeepers, close unquote, to the, to, to, <laughs> with respect to the conflict. And so President Nixon and Harry Kissinger went to DEFCON 3. You send troops, we send troops. Moscow backed off. And from then on, for right up through the first decade of this century, uh, that set the table for the relationship between the Arab countries around Israel and Israel. Because we were on both sides then. Because President Nixon and Henry Kissinger used that political capital of Israel to stop Sadat from being ultimately embarrassed by the Israeli forces. And mm-hmm. Sadat declared victory. What we really wanted was peace with Israel. And now he did establish that, as you know, later <clears throat> traveled to uh, traveled to uh, to Israel and uh, and they established relationships also and also to Henry Kissinger was in the background of all of that.
0: Yes. And in fact, he, he, y- you know he what was I was thinking? Yes. You know what I was thinking of? And everybody, we are talking to President Richard Nixon's son-in-law, Ed Cox. Uh, Ed, you know, it's fascinating. I, I think about how many presidents since that time have come to Kissinger, for advice, Republicans, Democrats, because he was sort of the the seasoned hand behind the scene and still played a role. Um, You know, before we go, you had the the chance, and I feel um, the honor, as I felt the honor, uh, to get to know him, uh, every time I'd see me, he gave me a huge hug, and he's like, "How are you, Rita? How are you doing?" and and would ask me, "What What do you think of what's going on in the world?" I thought I, I was thinking he's asking me. I would say, "What do you think?" My goodness, you know, I want to learn from you. I want to soak up every moment from this guy uh, because it was such an incredible walking history yeah. book. But how do you think? How do you think he saw things? I didn't have the privilege to speak to him in, in recent weeks or months. Um, your thoughts of sort of where this moment is now. I mean, think about his whole life coming full circle as you talked about the Yom Kippur in China. And here we are at this moment with so many protests, with the situation. And boy, we needed a Henry Kissinger in the White House right now, uh, sadly.
1: Well, it's very interesting. Uh, To add to what you said about him personally, uh, note the number of books that he wrote. And every one of them was a huge effort on his part. And he was an intellectual, and so was President Nixon. And the two of them, the greatest pleasure that I had was to be with the two of them when they were talking about foreign policy wow. and what was going on in the world.
0: Ed Cox, you're one was, of the, you're even really luckier than I thought you were. You're even luckier
1: <laughs> it, it, it was really it was really extraordinary, extraordinary. And what they accomplished was extraordinary, and it changed the world, both with respect to the mid East and with respect to China. And don't forget the substantive trip to the Soviet Union and the impact of that. That was the second part of that. And, uh, and that really defined, uh, defined an era. And Henry kept at it right until, until his, the moment that he died, he was out there talking to people, thinking about where the world should go and advising people who were actually involved in creating the future of the, of the world. Yeah,
0: what what, uh, a true uh, legend and um, what a blessing to have had the opportunity. And I I am so jealous, Ed Cox, that you had the opportunity to be there when uh, uh, these two great uh, leaders were sitting there talking, uh, deciding such enormous decisions in foreign policy and domestic too. Um, Ed Cox, I really thank you, my friend, for joining us tonight with this big breaking news. And I know Always I'll see you. It's my
1: pleasure, Rita. Always. And I'll see you
0: tomorrow, Cats and Cosby, yep. right, at 5 yep. o'clock on back. ABC, You're WABC. Great. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Ed Cox. Really wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much.